Hello, and welcome to the CES Movement Podcast with Heather and John. Hey, Heather, how's it going today? It's going great, John. How about yourself? It's, you know, for Wednesday, it is pretty fantastic. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it, maybe the weather outside, not so much. But you know what? They say April showers bring May flowers. And I'm going to go on the assumption there's going to be a lot of flowers this year just based on all the rain that we've had over the last week. So, yeah, I know it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. I love so it. I, so go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I can't believe we're speaking over each other today. Um, last night, we went to an event. You yes. want to share a little bit about that? Oh, yes. We were at a networking event to celebrate uh, a, a merger of two companies. It was amazing. Uh, but here's what was amazing to me is, you know, many, many people commented that it was the first or just second event that they'd been to. And, you know, we think the world has opened up, but really this is still feeling unnatural to people mm. to be in the same vicinity. But the energy of everyone coming together, you, you, you can't you can't recreate that in your own living room. That is for sure. <laughs> so although there's lots of benefits for Zoom, what I loved about last night's event is just feeling the energy, getting connected and meeting new people and, you know, checking in on, on what is most important to them. And John, I don't know what you loved about the event, but that was what stood out for me a lot. Yeah, no, you know, what was amazing was coming off the elevators, walking into the space and you like, you hear that hum, right? Like mm. the, just people interacting, people connecting, you know, it, it, <laughs> that part of it was like, Ooh, you know, I've been to events like I, I've been to events over the last year. I think I've been to quite a few events, actually, surprisingly. But last night was different, right? There was a different type of energy. There was, you know, people were interacting, people were mingling. It, it was it was pretty amazing. And what was really neat is, you know, as I was like walking through the space, people would stop me and say, hey, do I know you from somewhere? You look really familiar. I'm like, ooh, are you on LinkedIn? Maybe that's maybe how you know me. So you know, one of the things that we want to talk about today is a building influence, right? How do you build influence? One of the things we talked about last week was communication. And this is one of the platforms that we use to practice our communication in terms of getting our message out there to the world. But it's also a space to build influence and brand, right? Like we, we you know, I, I, there was a couple of people I spoke to. They're like, you know, I see you and but I could never do that. I'm like, mm. the truth is you could if you really wanted to. Right. And, it, it, you know, you forget that everybody's experience is different of the world. Right. Like not everybody wants to be out there communicating on a big platform like this. So it was it was amazing in terms of meeting people for the first time and having a sense of familiarity. John, if you would have asked me, like before we started this, can you talk about leadership <laughs> for three times a week and will you have unlimited content? I would have been like, I don't know what I would talk about. And literally every day I I'm not looking for content. It lands on us mm -hmm. and we're like, Oh, this is something we're going to talk about because this is really exciting or we've learned something new or there's been an experience that we've had that we want to share with our audience to have the lessons come out of it. And for me, same thing, going to this event yesterday, it had me thinking, you know, people are, are really resisting going back into the office. Mm -hmm. And of course they are. They're resisting it because they're going back to sit 
in an office or to sit by themselves or to not interact. So, you know, for companies and bosses that are asking their employees to come back to work, what's the energy that you're creating to make it a different experience for people and that connection and that collaboration is happening? And because, you know, yesterday, the connection between individuals introducing different people, you know, checking in what they're doing, what they're working on, it was amazing to have that energy. But if we would have all just sort of gone and sat in a corner, it wouldn't have been that same energy. So, you know, that's happening in the workplace where people are going in, they're just sitting down, they're sitting back to back meetings on Zoom while they're, you know, in the office that that's not going to create that energy and that connection. But that individual, you know, looking someone in the eye, making them feel like a human being and just saying, wow, that's, that's amazing that you're doing that or working on that. And, and having that collaboration, I think is, is so key. And, you know, trust is built on mm. those foundational blocks. Yeah, no, it's funny. Cause I know the two of us, we, we, we ran into a gentleman who's like super, he, you know, he came out and he said, I love my job. Yes. And he's in banking. So we were like, whoa, dude, we love you. Who are you? <laughs> so, you know, just to see that, like, you don't see that type of excitement over video. Like, and, and you could see, like, his whole body was, so I know there was synchronicity between what he was saying and what he was feeling, because it was the, you know, we talk about body language being 65 to 80% of what you say. And he was explosive with his body in terms of what he was saying. It was just, yes. oh, I love my job. I get to do this. And I really get to play around with this. And I, nothing's new. Every, like everything's different every day. And I, I'm challenged. And I, I, get, I really get to help and support people. Yes. And that part was like, wow. Like, you, know what it, it was, you know what it stood out for me for him? He was super curious. He mm. had all this excitement. And then he shared something really personal with us that he just got married. Yeah. And then he turned to you, John, and he asked for some marriage advice, which I thought was just the most beautiful thing. And curiosity is so attractive and so it builds energy around someone that really makes them look mm. vulnerable and human and that connection. Like I wanted to talk to him all night because of his <laughs> curiosity and his love for what he does to make an impact. So, you know, as leaders, we often wonder what, what's that quality that we should exude that's going to make us um, more impactful and more influential. And curiosity is definitely one of those things. You know, ask more questions, look people in the eye, get curious about what their mm. what their uh, success patterns are. And I mean, he was asking you from you know a man to a man, how do I make sure that I that I stay in this honeymoon <laughs> phase? And it was just it was so adorable and so cute. And and but I can see that he's actually asking that for his marriage. But you, he's also asking that for life. He's also asking that for his clients. You know, how do I keep this honeymoon phase of keeping my clients happy? How do I mm. do that for my team at work? I know that the advice you gave him, he's going to implement in all aspects of his life, yeah. not just in his honeymoon and his marriage. So, you know, curiosity, I think, is definitely a leadership quality as a leader that we that I would love to see more of. Yeah, no, and, and and it's simple. It's just asking questions and listening. But I mean, like really listening, not listening where you're on your phone, asking the questions, asking, you know, waiting for a response, but listening and then building on that. And I think that's one of the things that we both did in that conversation as he was sharing, you know, he we would ask a question and he would go even deeper. You know, you go through that process. Curiosity got us, it, you know, kind of led, you know, what do you do? I don't even think we started with what do you do for work? I, you know, what do you do exactly? 
And it just, it went down the path where, you know, it ends up happening. It's a normal process that people just want to share more, mm-hmm. right? The deeper you get into the conversation, the more questions, the, the more intricate, intricate your questions with what they're saying gets you deeper into their minds, into their hearts, into what's happening in their lives, creates a deeper connection. I know I'm going to be connecting with him today on LinkedIn and uh, just having and kicking off a conversation with him. But it was, you know, just to see that energy again is like, oh, man, like it, it was so exciting. <laughs> it, it really was. And, you know, people uh, as new leaders, you know, I know you coach this as well, John, you know, getting in front of people to build that trust in whatever way makes sense to you is so, so important. And so, you know, as you're wondering, like, why am I going back to the office? That's a really good question. And you're going back to the office to build that trust with your team. But the only way to do that is to interact with your team. So, you know, if you're going back to the office to sit in an office, then you're not, then you're losing out on a really good opportunity. You know, there's a, uh, a show on Netflix and I just love this. I'll, I'll find the name of it, but it's around uh, your mindset explained or how to use your mind. And what it does is it shows random pictures of people. And then at the end of it, it says, who do you trust more? And then it shows all of the pictures. And guess what happens? Everyone picks the same person. And it's not because they're more trustworthy looking, because when they did this randomizer of all of these faces, they showed one person's face, I think, one second more, one second more than everyone else's. (laughs) And so because our brain understands that pattern and that one second more of that one person everyone chooses that person as the most trustworthy person. So, you know, if you're sitting behind a desk and not getting out there as a leader, then you're losing the opportunity to build that trust because the more we can be vulnerable, the more we can be curious, the more we can talk about things that are going on, the more trust we're building. So, you know, it is not a secret sauce formula. It is literally get in front of people to build that trust. Yeah, no. And, you know, it takes me back to when I was in the office and I had a large team. One of my one of my routines, first thing in the morning before I sat down and started going at it, you know, on my computer is I would do a round and just Mm. actually say good morning to everybody. Acknowledge everybody. I know you had a practice that was similar as well. Just to say hi. Hey, I'm here. You're here. Fantastic. I love it. Good morning. You know, it's great to have you here. Like it's something as simple as that. Yes. You know, it creates better engagement. It creates better connection. People feel, you know, acknowledged. And I think that's a big part of it. Like coming into work, going heads down at your desk doesn't do anything for you. No. And really, what does it take, right? It takes less time than you waiting for a coffee at Tim Hortons or Starbucks just to go around the room and say good morning to everybody. And even, yeah. you know, how to, how, you know, we do it typically on a Monday. Sometimes I've seen leaders go, you know, they've done that on a Monday morning where how was your weekend? They have a little chit chat and then they kick off their day, but I'm like, do it every day. Like if you're going to be in I did it multiple office, times I- in the day because I needed to get out of the box. I needed to get out of the office. I needed time in between. So, you know, I, d- I do miss that working more from home. So when I'm uh, at events, I'm making sure I'm maximizing the time yeah. and being as curious as possible with people because that's what those events are, are made for. And, and it's, it's, uh, you know, giving that energy as a gift to other people means you get it back. So I came home, I was like full of, full of beans and wanted to talk about it. And yeah, it was, it was great. So. Yes. Me- no. And you know, what's, what's really interesting is this is also applicable online, 
right? There's nothing that stops you first thing in the morning, just doing, I know a lot of yes. people are either on Teams or Slack or uh, some sort of chatting tool. You could say good morning to your whole team. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that stops you from making that connection. Yes, more importantly, when you're in the office, you want to make sure you can, I, I forget who says it. I don't know if it's Bob Proctor or one of the greats. They say, you know, you want to see the, the whites of their eyeballs, right? Like you want to make sure you have that eye to eye contact. And what I've seen has happened over the last three years is people are challenged with just looking people in the eye. Yeah. Like I, I even saw it yesterday with a few people. I don't know if you noticed it, but even when you're interacting, you know, there were people who were just not making eye contact. They were keeping their head down and say, yeah, you know, and they were having like, what kind of connection are you creating when you're not keeping eye contact with somebody? So well, I have I have an advantage in that, John, and and here's a, a fun fun fact that that you might not even be aware of. So I'm only five feet tall, and so eye contact with me is not face on to face on. So I'm a little bit less um, in their space, but because they have to look down and I have to look up, my chin is up. So I'm actually in that open communication, mm. my, my shoulders are back, my chin is up because I'm most, most of the time looking up at people to have a conversation. So I'm forcing them by my own body language of saying I'm open to a conversation to actually make contact, eye contact with me. So I, I believe my height is at an advantage because I am saying to them with all of my body, hey, I want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> Conversely, when I'm done with a conversation or if I if I disconnect by accident and, and my my chin comes down, they can't make eye contact with me because you know their head's up here, <laughs> my head's up here. And so it's like like a wall, right? So I've learned through my body language how to make someone know that I want to have a conversation with them. Yeah. So it's it's just it's interesting to see that. And of course, you know, last night it was it was really prevalent in in because we're standing. We're all we were all standing. So I, I know my height is uh is 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 very challenging in, yeah. in, in that way. I'm only five feet tall. That's just, I can't grow. Um, so I've learned to adapt. And so other, and tall people have the same sort of challenge, but the opposite is that mm -hmm. it's hard to make eye contact because they're sort of looking at the tops of everyone's head. So just, you know, think about what's your advantage and everyone has their own advantage and how do you use that to your advantage for communication? You know, I could have definitely said to myself, Oh, I'm so short. No one's going to look at me and just, you know, just faded into the, into the background. But no, I, I want to be the tallest five foot person in the room. Right, John? That's what you always tell me. Some of the tallest people I know are five feet tall. So exactly. yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, I, I didn't think of it like that. Like, Listen, there were some really tall people in the room. Like, I'm not five feet, but I'm not six something. And I was looking around. I was like, wow, there's like some really tall people, <laughs> some really tall people in the room, which is great. But you're right. You know, leverage what you have, right? Leverage what's in front of you already. Don't deviate. You know, you, you can't be upset about what you don't have. You got to just deal with what you do have. And, you know, you, you turn something like being five foot tall into a superpower. Right? Mm -hmm. like, but it gives you the ability to create presence, right? Like yes. you, you show up and it's like, Whew, I'm here. Oh, you know, and the angel saying the doors, the choirs and all that stuff. <laughs> There's nothing that stops you. So it's not, it's not your heights. You know, it's not your physical attributes. It's who you are inside as a person that really speaks, you know, to everybody else around you. You know, I was watching 
just recently, especially with uh, Michelle Obama and Oprah, you know, let the shine, let the light shine, right? Mm-hmm. So the lights inside of you that just needs to, you know, share into the world. And that's there, right? Like that doesn't go away. Like that's, you can have that at any time, right? Yeah. Like, so it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a sure. choice. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other part of it, and I want to speak to is just, you know, the perspective that you're bringing into work into those type of settings is this is an opportunity to connect and grow, mm-hmm. right? You know, I could, I could fall back. I could, you know, stay in the corner and not connect with anybody, or I could just, you know, I'm going to try to figure out where I have three things in common with the people around me. Actually. And that's one of the things that I thought about as I was speaking to people, what are the three things I'm going to look for the three things that we have in common, you know, mm-hmm. and the majority of people in the room, they were coaches and executive coaches. So that was, an easy one that was a given but just trying to find other common things right yeah and we all have a minimum of three things in common if you really look for it and i know even for those that are listening on the call right now i know that i have at least three things in common with you number one we're all connected either on the same social platform whether it be linkedin or um, you know facebook but we have that connection we're all connected that's right. And I think it's something that we forget about, you know, as we, as we, you know, go through the, you know, we, I think we've forgotten that over the last three and a half years. Like, what do we have in common, right? Like if we're part of the same group, we're part of the same community, we have connection. We're already connected. So we're it's just connected. going deeper into those conversations. Uh, Melanie has, has said that her advantages are a smile. Uh, absolutely. A mm-hmm. smile can, I mean, that is your invitation through nonverbal that, you're open for a conversation and it says your, you know, your, it, it indicates what your mood is and smiling is just so, it's so fun to do. It's great energy to do that. And then Felicia, yes, I didn't know we were the same height. So when we see each other in person, <laughs> uh, we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that we make that eye contact, but our necks won't hurt when we do that, which is fantastic. You know, and yes, use your smile, use your body, use all of the nonverbal communication to build that trust, especially in an environment that is, you know, people are nervous or are uncomfortable. You know, if you're thinking, oh, I, I, I feel a little bit uncomfortable, everyone else is feeling exactly the same way. So as soon as you think, oh, well, I'm not the only person I bet you that's feeling that way. I wonder who I can make feel comfortable in this situation Mm -hmm. by being curious. You know, my motto of positively impacting five people a day, every single day of the rest of my life is such an easy way to ensure that I'm being curious, that I'm smiling, that I'm being open and looking for those opportunities. And last night, lots of them came very easily. You know, on other days, I have to actually go find those moments and make sure that I'm positively impacting five people a day. And why do I do that, John? Because when I positively impact five people, that ripple effects gets created. And I'm, I'm, absorbing energy that is giving back to the world. So how do I stay plenished as a leader? I make sure that I'm always, always, always looking for those positive impacts that we can do. Yeah. And and, and sorry, somebody else just popped in here from LinkedIn saying uh, I had to overcome the eye contact obstacle, having been a very shy person until my mid twenties. Yeah, I know. Listen, I'm with you. I was like that too. You know, I struggled with eye contact initially, you know, when I was Mm. first getting started, first getting into the workplace it wasn't something actually that I even grew up with, right? Like we, we are, we are the results and the outcomes of the people that we associate with and hang out with. Right. So in my youth, I struggled with that. And it was something that I had to develop over time. And I'm so glad that you got to that point where you're able to overcome it because there's so much, 
there's something that's so deep, you know, you, you got to make sure your eye contact isn't uncomfortable. Like there's a weird type of too much eye contact type of situation, but it has to be just enough that creates a connection. We should probably do a whole episode on yeah, we should, contact. We should, all the women know exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> but that's a whole nother conversation, John, that we could have. But, you know, it creates, you know, I'm so glad that you're able to do that. Sorry, I don't know your name, but, you know, you, you figured it out in your mid-20s and it's something that, you know, once you learn something, and this is a model that I tell a lot of people, once you learn something, you can't forget it. You That's already right. know. So sometimes you need to remind yourself that you already know it, but you never forget it. And I'm sure it's a skill and it's ability that served you well up until now. And it's going to continue to serve you in the future as well. So, no, thank you for sharing that. It's, uh, you know, it's hard, right? Like, you know, as you're going through it. But yeah, no eye contact, even connecting on camera here, right? Like one of the things that we both focus on is we both look at the camera. We're not looking at the screen to make eye contact exactly. with all of you. All right. So we are at time. That's crazy. So Heather, what's our big takeaway for today? Today it- it's, it's building trust and you know, how do you share your energy and get curious with someone? So find those three things in common and ask some questions and not, you know, start with the basic questions like, you know, what's, what, what's your goal? What's your impact? Just, you know, think about questions that you want to ask and not just the surface ones, but the ones that will get that connection made for you guys. And it can be everything and anything, you know, do you have a pet? Do you have a hobby? Do you have a big goal? Um, And find that common ground. So let's positively impact as many people as possible and create that ripple effect. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Heather. So remember when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. That is it for us on this episode of the Say Yes Movement podcast. Wishing you all a great one. Take care.